Welcome to the Frankly Judaic podcast, a production of the Gene and Samuel Frankel Center for Judaic Studies at the University of Michigan. I'm Jeffrey Weidlinger, the director of the center. This podcast explores some of the newest research being conducted at the University of Michigan in Judaic Studies. And here's your host, Jeremy Shear. Hey there. So this is a special episode of the podcast featuring Anya Kfilich, who will be teaching Yiddish at U of M this fall. Anya has a really interesting story about how she became interested in Jewish studies and in Yiddish. Here it is. Growing up in Germany, in Berlin, Anya Kfilich didn't know much about Judaism and didn't know many, or really any, Jews. Like most German kids, she'd learned in school about the Holocaust and its millions of Jewish and other victims, but she knew next to nothing about Jewish life and culture. I did not know what that is, what it means, you know, what it actually entails. Because in high school, usually in Germany, what you what you studied was the Holocaust, and all you every every school year you saw corpses, you know, and piles of corpses, and you know about the gassing, and but you didn't learn anything about who was, you know, who died and what was actually going on. You didn't know anything about the people, the culture, um, where they were from, you know, what language they spoke. Um, that kind of was entirely amazing. It. Um, so it got me curious, uh, you know, what Jewish studies actually is. And so Kfilich decided to find out. She studied Hebrew and Jewish history, literature, and culture at university in Germany and later in Wales. And then, eager to learn more, she began a master's program at Harvard, where, for the first time, she encountered Yiddish. I didn't know what Yiddish is, the language, you know, the culture. And um, so I got curious and I enrolled and I discovered it's, you know, it's a very um, beautiful language, much more emotional than German. And I found a like to it, liking to it, and um, I kept going. Kfilich soon found that Yiddish was much more than just a language. It was a key to unlocking entirely new perspectives on Jewish life. The field of Jewish studies came to life, I guess, in the sense that, you know, when I took Yiddish at Harvard, um, the teacher, you know, the instructor was singing songs, was, you know, telling about Jewish life um, that was missing before. You know, you learned about cooking, you learned about poetry, you learned about all kinds of things that really give you access to people, to ordinary people, not just the academic part of it. So um, I guess that, that was fa- that's what fascinated me. After finishing her master's degree, Kfilich spent time at the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts, and then moved to New York City to do what she calls Yiddish Network. So um, I worked with the Yiddish poet, Bailey Schechter Gottesman. I worked at a Yiddish bookstore. I did internships at Ivo and other places at the Center for Jewish History. And also, that's also New York was the place. Um, Itzi Gottesman, the son of Beit Shachter Gottesman, he has has a Sholem Aleichem house a center in the Bronx, and they have you know they tip, put on a lot of events. And um, Dov Berkerler actually visited um, that place. That's Dov Berkerler, the noted Yiddish scholar at Indiana University in Bloomington. Kerler invited Kfilich to come to Bloomington to do a PhD in Yiddish and Jewish studies, and to work for the Ahem Project a linguistic and oral history project that's filmed hundreds of interviews with native Yiddish speakers throughout Eastern Europe. While working with Ahim, Kfilich discovered a region known as Transcarpathia in southern Ukraine that became the subject of her doctoral research. Nothing had been written about it, or not much has been written about it, so I just became curious. And um, 
so I decided to specific not 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 uh, write about the war experience, but I mean, it, obviously, it's also part of my dissertation, but mostly about the post-war experience. So how Jews came back from from concentration camps, um, not only Auschwitz, uh, but also I mean, they were then uh, further deported to other camps in Austria and and Germany, and also in Poland. So how they came back and rebuilt their lives. So how they rebuilt synagogues, um, how they continue or resumed a traditional life and also integrated into the Soviet system. Yiddish played a central role in Felix's research. The Arheim Project inspired me to do my own ethnographic work and most of the interviews were conducted in Yiddish um, on video. And uh, it helped me, I mean, it not only um, helped me to learn about people's history, but also just a communication tool. So in Israel, my Hebrew, I mean, I did study Hebrew and I studied Russian, but Yiddish was actually my tool of communication. So, you know, how to find people, how to talk to people. The experience of meeting and speaking with native Yiddish speakers, Kfilich says, was mind-blowing. Many of her encounters became surprisingly personal and emotional. One time I was in Ukraine and I visited um, Dora Fixler. And uh, she lives, uh, hopefully, she's still alive. Um, she lives in a very small town and um, also the same place that she lived before the war. Um, and so I, you know, and also I, I saw, I processed her interviews in the Ahim Project. And then I was there myself, you know, to, you know, to see her. And um, so she talked a lot about her experiences, but then she got up and she, you know, went to a little cupboard and showed me like tablecloths that she knitted before the war. And, you know, these, these little things that just all of a sudden they pop up and then you're really you know, overwhelmed and say, wow, what, what are you doing? <laughs> this fall, Kvilich will begin teaching Yiddish at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. She plans on using oral histories and archives as teaching tools to help students better comprehend Yiddish as a living, spoken language. I would like to use that as my major, major tool to show people, you know, Yiddish is, people speak Yiddish, and, and you need to understand, um, you know, the different dialects, you need to understand the different cultural backgrounds. Um, and then, again, with Yiddish, you know, for instance, you can teach the Bible, right? I mean, you have Tanarana, um, the, the women's Bible, which is entirely in Yiddish. So just different texts, um, and even even there's also another, you know, even for men, there's a Bible entirely translated in Yiddish. So different Yiddish texts or songs, um, I would like to use a lot of songs, that, that, that you can use, um, you, I think you should use in order to um, show, you know, how to access Yiddish and how to access Jewish studies in itself. Yiddish is worth learning, Felix says, for many reasons, for Jewish and non-Jewish students. Um, it would help to, you know, understand their identity, understand their history, and, you know, understand how um, Yiddish gives this broad access to Jewish studies that other languages or other um, fields are, I mean, we're limited. I mean, if you take religion, you just take religion. With Yiddish, you can take anything, really. It's also, non-Jewish students, is also like a stepping stone, you know, to, 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 to the field of Jewish studies and to make connections with Jews, um, you know, in the area and in the field. So um, it has like, it has all these different advantages for Jewish and non-Jewish students. Above all, Kvilich hopes that in her teaching, she can convey the beauty and value of Yiddish as a key to truly exploring the many facets of Jewish studies. It's so rich. I mean, it's not just a language. I mean, I, I always have seen, you know, consider it much more than that, because um, with Yiddish, you can learn so much about religion, culture, literature, um, history, um, anything really, um, anything that is connected to Jewish life and even non-Jewish life. It's, you know, it's life. 
Thanks for listening to the Frankly Judaic podcast, a production of the Frankel Center for Advanced Judaic Studies at the University of Michigan. If you want to make sure to not miss upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.